and welcome to the South Road Boys. You were recording a minute ago. Now you're I recording was, again. but it was just... It, anyway, fucking move on. Since when do we re-record something? When we fuck up. We didn't fuck up, though. You did. Why don't I get a say in this? Because I have the computer. I don't like this. Mm, I just don't like it. I want to bring Daryl in. See what he thinks. <laughs> Daryl. <laughs> Let's see how that works out for you, shall we? <laughs> Where's Daryl? Daryl's not here. Damn it. <laughs> What did you do to Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> you bloody control freak. Yes. How are you? Oh, you know what? I'm all right. <laughs> you know? Well, if I knew, I wouldn't ask. Just living the dream. LTD. Oh. Wasn't going to acronym it. No. Because, you know, we're too old for that shit. Are we? Yeah, I, I don't know. That Acronyms. Was, that was Gay Waterhouse's syndicate thing. Was it? Yeah, during uh, for a horse racing syndicate. It was um, LTD, living the dream. There you go. Go and spend a shitload of money on a thoroughbred horse and hopefully it wins the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, but you know what? If you're spending a shitload of money on the horse, mm. you've probably got a high chance of it actually doing okay in most cases. Well, if you've got Gay Wardhouse at the reins, figuratively, not literally. She hasn't ridden a winner in the Melbourne Cup yet. Um, but, you know, it's a good chance. She's had a couple of wins. She yeah. makes a couple of bucks out of it. Probably knows her stuff. A couple of dollars probably. in horse racing, though. Yeah. Just an occasional horse race. Yeah. yeah Mind you, with the way Melbourne's going at the moment, it's going to be a very quiet November. It is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to the Darwin Cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be all right. The Darwin Derby. <laughs> Imagine that. That'd be a far different event, wouldn't it? Or the, well, no, the one they do in um, the Alice Springs Regatta. Oh, really? Well, they have a boat race. Makes on, sense. Yeah, but there's no water in the river. Okay, that makes more sense now. So they make their boats without a bottom in it, and then they pick the boat up and they run in the river. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they'd be batshit crazy in Alice, I can tell you that. You wouldn't have the birdcage just with the piss shed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, the piss shed. It's not going to be as fancy, I'm telling you. <laughs> the only birds there are emus. 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 <laughs> and we make steaks later on. Give yeah. me another emu. Emu. <laughs> oh, America, bless you, emu, emu. Yeah, it's like um, what is that? Oh, pumas, puma. But it's a puma. It's a puma. <laughs> what the fuck, America? Yeah. Why do you have to fuck up every word? Aluminum. <laughs> exactly. It's aluminium. <laughs> why, America? Mind. I mean, there are so many things with America we say why, but the changing of words. Like, why do you have to? Take a letter off something, or take a letter out of something, or add a letter into something, when it doesn't need to be there, or be taken away. Or, fucking Zs. Exactly. Like Letter replacement. <laughs> what the deuce? Why? What was the matter with the S? I mean, was it just not kind of Nazi enough? Was it not stuff <laughs> straight lines? Like, you know, like, an S is nice. It's all snaky. It's flowy. It's good. A Z is like fucking angry. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Americans are so angry, they angry replace spellers. their S's with Zs. <laughs> Just so that when they spell, they can be angry. Get organised! <laughs> That's why Nazi's not spelled with an S. Exactly, because it was too nice. <laughs> used to be. You said, what are you, I'm a Nazi. I'm a Nazi. I'm a Nazi. Oh, this cussing is so friendly. And someone went, no, we're not. <laughs> so, okay, turn the S into a Z. And it's like, Nazi. Exactly. <laughs> we leave the Nazi for the Gorings. <laughs> Wasn't there a German um, general called Goring? Was he a Nazi Goring? <laughs> it's 
done that. I'm going to off to Invasion Asia. <laughs> My name is Nasi Goring. <laughs> Maybe that's what they did. He went and invaded Asia, and the only thing that came out of his triumph through Southeast Asia was they named a food after him. Yeah, but that's good food, though. Nasi Goring. <laughs> I don't know why he's overly camp. Because <laughs> it's spelled with an S. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you spell it with a Z. Fucking straight out the door. <laughs> and, and here's my friend, Hair Lip. <laughs> yeah, so that's actually a true story. That's why America changed the S's. Because they're Z's. fucking angry. Because they're just angry. Yeah. Mm. Angry a lot of people don't realise that. Mm. But don't Google it. It's true. Angry at the Germans. Now, mm. speaking of Germans. Love a good German story. Fuck. I have been obsessed at the moment with another podcast that's not this one. Are you cheating on me? Again, yeah. Wow. Um, now, allegedly, uh, Brad put me onto this, but I can't remember. So I'm going to claim it as I found this by myself. Um, there is a song that is the, I think, 12th or 13th most popular song of all time. What song do you think that would be? Of all time. Of all time. Now, you have an affinity with probably the song a little bit, but specifically the band. Really? Really? <laughs> yes, really. I have a bit of a, like a, my own personal kind of link mm-hmm. with the band. So it's a band that I... Either like or have liked something of. Or... Now, we're going to say like. Oh, you're going to say fucking Abba, aren't you? No, I'm not going to say I mean, fucking Abba. God. Uh, that's, that's what should be spelled with. It's changed the B's to Z's. <laughs> Azza. Azza. <laughs> I think Azza Dazza. What a zoo! What a zoo! Mazza Misa! As many Zs as possible. I like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, the 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 song is really popular, but the right. band has actually caused you angst. Oh, Not angst or anguish? The band has given me anguish. Yes, that's anguish is a good word. Wow, that's anguish with an S. Yeah, anguish. Not angzish. No, anguish. Mm. Uh, give me, give me a hint. Give me something. I've had a lot of anguish in my life. They, uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that he's a band, not a group. Like it's a, it's an actual band. It's a proper instrument. Yeah, proper band. Like we would yeah, call it a band. not a group. Like um, Backstreet Boys, for instance. No, that's no, a group. no. In, that's a group. Yeah, that's yeah. a boy band. Mm. Uh, apparently, the Wiggles. They've it's been around since 1979. 1979. Have... So that was when the band formed. About that. About that. Formed okay. well, actually, apparently formed in 1965. Um, they give me anguish. We're not talking about White Snake, are we? Oh no, no. But close, close. Ah, uh, what? Def Leppard. Closer. Iron Maiden. Further away. Further away. Fuck scorpions. Correct. Fuck me. Fuck scorpions. Me. Scorpions were. Fucking Z. Scorpions with a Z. Zorpians. <laughs> Definitely. Zorpians. <laughs> that fucking band, seriously. They they haven't given me anguish. They've destroyed parts of my life that should have been gooder. Gooder <laughs> and bestest. Gooder and bestest. Yep, definitely. Betterer. Hmm. 
would have been far better. <laughs> and much gooder. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, what about them? Fucking this song that they are known for that was the anthem take me <laughs> in the magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even whistle at the moment. And I said well we've got to this now because mm. this does come from Germany. Well, they are a German band. Mm, yes. But this podcast that I've been listening to is called Winds of Change. Mm-hmm. And, roadies, if you love a conspiracy theory and you've got, I think it's about 10 hours to spare over the 10 different episodes, this podcast called Winds of Change goes through how the song potentially was written as propaganda by the C.I. fucking A. Oh, Jesus. Really? And there's 10 episodes in this? There's 10 episodes Mind in Mind you, it. though, we've now done 143 episodes on nothing. And said nothing. At least they had a purpose. At least, <laughs> at least they potentially got to something that might interest people. Yeah, true. Um, no, allegedly. Probably got my listeners, too. <laughs> exactly. So the guy who's a reporter who's done this, he was the one who effectively broke the Harvey Weinstein story. Oh. So he's a legit reporter. Like yep. he's not a Johnny come lately. He is he's the business, right? Has friends who are in the CIA. And one of those friends who are in the CIA said to him he was told by another person in the CIA, an elderly statesman, that the CIA wrote Winds of Change to basically be part of the propaganda machine to go behind the iron curtain to create change and potentially bring down the Berlin Wall. The song was written in the September. The Berlin Wall came down in the November. Right, that's what I was about to ask. But surely it would take longer than six weeks for a song to cause change. Well, sure. it was coming about. You know, so the, there's this, there's, the, I mean, we can go back, we can go through the lyrics if you like. Oh, okay. So we're going to get, and they've obviously done this. They've studied every lyric, every word with a Z in it. No, they really, <laughs> they didn't. It, well, because the whole thing is the guy who wrote it, uh, the, the lead well, singer, Hans. The energy, not necessarily the words. Oh, sorry, Klaus. Um, Klaus wrote this song allegedly when fucking, it was the first concert behind the Iron Curtain that Americans were allowed to go to. Mm-hmm. There was Motley Crue, there was Skid Row, there was Ozzy Osbourne, there was, um, not Whitesnake, um, who else was there? Maiden. Jovi. Jovi. Bon oh, really? Jovi, yeah, like, okay. it was a fucking deal. And they were all managed by one guy. Oh, gee, Jovi, they, <laughs> they were top of the game back then, weren't they? Yeah. And the thing is, the guy who was the manager of all these bands also happened to be caught up in a massive... I'm spoilers, by the way. If you're going to listen to this podcast, it's full of spoilers. But it's a massive conspiracy theory because he, the Doc, was his, what was he called? Um, Doc McGee, I think, was the, the Doc band... Doc Martin. No, not Doc Martin. No. no. Doc McGee, I think. That would have been a shoe-in. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Sorry, but Was caught up in a massive big drug bust, one of the biggest drug busts of all time in America's. And he walked away scot-free, but managed to put on a concert behind the Iron Curtain. So the the premise of it is that, that he was given an out as long as he basically carried the CIA message. Now, the thing that made the Scorpions probably the most popular is 
their music was being copied to tape and distributed illegally in Russia. So when the Scorpions a year before wanted to play there, they played a couple of concerts in one city and then that was it. Their other rest of the tour was cancelled. But all these people knew the songs because they'd been listening to these bootleg tapes. And so when they were singing this song, um, it was all these people who put on this massive concert basically were catching a boat ride. And, and the song lyrics are, um, I followed the Moskwa down to Gonky Park, listening to the winds of change. And it talks about his journey there. And the world is closing in. Did you ever think that we could be so close like brothers? The future's in the air. I can feel it everywhere blowing with the winds of change. So it was picked up as an anthem by the community, by people going, we don't want to live in this communist mm. way. We don't want to live in East Russia. You know, East and West need to be combined and breaking down the wall. And it was just seen as one of those subtle little implementations I by the CIA. the interesting part around it too was the fact that Scorpions aren't a, a slow love song cheesy band. They were basically a metal band. Yeah. But, but, and when we say metal, not like a nah, but we have metal now. No. But, you know, the Iron Maidens and the, all that kind of stuff of the time, um, they were they were a heavy rock band. Yeah, but if you look at what was there, what was... Whereas that song, to be honest, it's like it's written by four marshmallows and a drummer. Four marshmallows and a drummer? <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> and one of them's pink. They had, what, was it Rocky Like a Hurricane? That was a pretty big song for them. They didn't have many others, though. They did, apparently, though. They were... Oh, no, okay, not over here. They didn't... In America and Australia, they probably weren't big, but through Europe, they were the hottest thing in the 80s. They were, like, massive. And because they were German, Europeans connected with them. Mm. And so, yeah, it was. it's a really good story. Really, really good story okay. and very, very interesting. And there's a lot of things that they go, look, we can't prove that the CIA wrote this but we can't prove that they didn't. And, well, because what happens is under the fruit... I do, I do love that part of conspiracy, though. Because we can't prove it, it's possible. It's, well... Or more the point, because you can't disprove it, it's possible. Yeah, well, they almost disprove it. They almost go, well, look, there's no evidence to say that it's a fact, but the rumour came from inside the CIA. Now, whether or not this is a CIA kind of... Someone within there is taking a story and massaging it even further and telling mm. it one, it's the one of the young ones. But there is proof that the CIA have been involved in taking musical acts around the world, sponsoring them to go into countries that might have been, you know, in turmoil and looking at either communism or, or you know, the free West or that sort of thing and basically running a propaganda machine for America. There's evidence of that and they back it up and they've got – the proof, basically. Um, and this one just really just talks about how there's just so many coincidences. And there's under the Freedom of Information Act, you can ask the CIA anything. And one of the things that they asked is, is there a connection between the CIA and the band Scorpions or Wind of Change? Now, they've asked them other questions. The answer is no. No, we did not. Like the concept that we went on, did the CIA have any involvement in that concept? The answer was no. But when they asked a specific question about scorpions, the answer was the CIA, we can neither confirm nor deny. 
which is what they said is they gave the history of where that phrase came from. And the history of that phrase came from is when the CIA had evidence that they didn't want to give and they didn't have to because it was classified, but they couldn't lie. They couldn't say, no, we don't. So they had to say, we can neither confirm or deny. Once again, if you're a conspiracy theory lover, <laughs> fuck, it's awesome. Let's just grab those threads and pull them as far as I'll go. Oh, it's not really, it's not stretching the taffy as much as you think. Like, it's not one of those ones where you go, we've got to wear tinfoil hats and, and whatever. Yeah, if it's not you, like, you know, Elvis started COVID. Exactly, which he probably did because he's working true. in a beanbag factory in, you know, in Thailand. <laughs> That's definitely where he's working. Yeah, Elvis is working in a beanbag factory in Thailand. <laughs> he's bringing out a brand new song soon called Hacky Sack Love. It's going to be a hit. I'm a hacky hacky sacky love. <laughs> um, do yourself a favour, Ruddies. If you don't mind a bit of oh, intrigue and you know a little bit of conspiracy theory that's not completely batshit crazy, because there are a lot out there that are absolutely batshit crazy, um, having the bands connected to the CIA, either willingly or unwillingly, is very, very interested. Mm. There's an interesting point. Um, Elvis, if Elvis is still alive... He would be fucking 86. 85, actually. Good <gasps> guess. Bang! I honestly had no idea how old he would have been, so I just Googled it quickly then. Um, August 16, 1977, he apparently died. Yeah. Uh, but he was born on the 8th of January, 1935, mm. in Mississippi, United States. Well, and you know why they think he's dead? Oh, sorry, he's not dead. Why is that? It's because the tombstone. <laughs> Fucking it's like, Welcome to the South Road Boys Conspiracy. Or Joe's ma- yeah. my COVID ramblings. <laughs> um, no, it's because his name, and once again, I've done no research on this. So I could be very, very wrong. I could be remembering something that I've heard that is false. But his name was Elvis Aaron Presley, and they've misspelt Aaron on his plaque <laughs> at Graceland. <laughs> really? Yep. Now, <sighs> things that you think they might have gotten right, but maybe if he wasn't dead, that's not who's buried there. That's true. I mean, that's a great conspiracy. It's either it's a conspiracy, like it's either he's not dead. Yep. Or Daryl was doing the gravestone. <laughs> the there you go. They got a Daryl to do the. the it's very gra- possible. Yeah, I think it's probably more likely the latter. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> there's a bloke called Aaron who goes. It's not fucking double A. It's just A R O N. Especially Aaron. in this day and age. I mean, it could be spelled anything. Oh, Z with an S. Darrys. <laughs> Darrys. <laughs> yeah, it's Z with an S. Thanks. Uh... <laughs> Or Z, as they say in the Americas. I've really struggled with this podcast for quite a few episodes now mm-hmm. to not bring up <laughs> Daryl somewhere. It just it just pops up. It just pops up. I can't help it. It just... Wow, well, out even, of context. But they even pronounce it Z. Yeah. And you kind of go, well, that's wrong. And then you go, is it JZ or JZ? Hmm. Mm. So in their part of the world, it is probably correct, but for the yeah. rest of us... I'll tell you what, though. If the zombies were pronouncing it... Mm. Oh, sorry, the zombies. If the cranberries the cranberry. were pronouncing it, <laughs> it would have been, it's JZ, it's JZ. And your, mind you, it rhymes better with head. Well, that's exactly right. Yeah, so maybe the cranberries got it wrong. 
what would they know? They're only from the people who created the English language. <laughs> now, speaking of the English language. Oh, no. Tenuous. Very, very tenuous. The reason why I bring this up is because today, the 20th of July, fun holiday, Space Exploration Day. That does make sense, you know, because it is on this day, I believe, Mm. that we landed on the moon. Mind you. In 1969. Of course, uh, when I say this day, you'll be listening to this a week after this day. Yeah, so last week. But on the 20th, it is actually the anniversary of walking on the moon. In which, once again, from a wording point of view, one of the best-known quotes of our time, Mm. to be honest, of humanity's time, was fucked up. Yeah, it wasn't... Because he missed A A. Bloody Neil. (laughs) It just meant A man. Not not one small step for man. It's one small step for A man. Up man. One giant step for mankind. You know why he didn't get it right? Why? He was buzzing. (laughs) He was buzzing. He was getting his buzz on. <laughs> he just smoked a big doobie. In the- no, no, first, first men to have sex in space. Oh, okay. First, imagine that. You're the first person to root in space. Who have you got? Buzz Aldrin. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Have, a, have had it, Buzz. It's not like we're going to get a second chance at this. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's Neil's big secret. You reckon? Yeah. <laughs> only gay in space. <laughs> like people say they're only gay for a stay when they go to prison. Maybe that's what it is in space. <laughs> well, they might have thought they were going to die. They might have thought, this could be the last chance it's we get. It's a one-way trip. No one's going to know. Exactly. There's no cameras up here or anything. <gasps> they really shouldn't have left that mic on, though. <laughs> that's conspiracy theory. There's a recording of them having anal sex <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> In the Pentagon, in, in the, the smoky man archives, is yep. the only person that knows about it. He knows where it is. Go. Yeah. True story. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, you are correct. On the 20th of July, 1969, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin went to the moon. He did. Um, and poor fucking Michael got left on board. Imagine how frightening that trip would have been, though. I mean, that would be like... That would be like... Imagine being in the first submarine. Yeah, you go to ridiculous like, depths. I mean, I can tell you now, that thing would have probably had some leaks. <laughs> I don't, I don't reckon it would have been perfect. It's not the silly's all clear. It's not going to fix that. No, you're not going to be down there like um, you know Sean Connery in some kind of eighties and nineties blockbuster with a bad <laughs> German accent. Nineties block. He didn't put the accent on though. That's the thing. That's what I say with a bad accent. That's what's so genius about Sean Connery. I'm going to play a Russian sub commander, and fuck you. I'm not even going to try and do the accent. <laughs> no, just be what it is. Uh, but. You know, who you was the casting you person who did that? Though? But, I know Sean Connery's your man. But you know what? Everyone's gone. If Sean Connery's doing it, we're not telling him to do anything. No, he exactly. can do it his way. He'll make us money. It's James Bond for fuck's sake. It's exactly right. That is the only reason because it was Sean. They could have gotten Robin Williams. He did voices. <laughs> no, let's get Sean. Sean money, Paddy. <laughs> like just of all the people. He's got Irish heritage. Because Ireland's close to Russia. <laughs> Is he Irish or Scottish? Uh, he would be a Scot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> not that it matters. <laughs> no, not that it matters. Um, anyway, so the reason why I brought that up, but it's a valid point that you raise. Linguistics. 
cunning linguistics, in fact, is that one of the problems they believe that they're going to suffer or have or face with interstellar transport is being able to communicate. All right. So we're talking about us jumping in a bit of transportation, flying into the sky. Correct. And meeting some other alien. No, no, just going somewhere else. Like okay. not even not even coming not coming across that sounds dirtier than what I meant it, um, but not even <laughs> encountering another species. So why do we need to be worried about linguistics? Okay, so picture this: Righto. the nearest star to Earth is four point two light years. Right? Yep. The Milky Way is a hundred thousand light years wide. Yep. Right. That's a fucking long way. That's multi-generational astronauts just to get there. Yes. All right? Now, if you want to ask, how are you via our current technology? It's going to take 4.2 light years right, I see for that to at. travel in space for someone to go, you yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned that. You've sent this message off. You've got... I mean, it would have been like when we first landed on the moon. Um, like, we've got um, vision of it. Mm. Um, all the kids are in schools and stuff because they're watching crowded around. around these little black and white TVs. Yep. The teachers are just astounded that these kids are going to have this memory for the rest of their lives. The world stopped. The world did stop. Mm. I mean, it, it, nearly Didn't, literally. Not on its axis, but yeah. <laughs> um, so imagine that, like all that excitement. And in the future... We've got a similar sort of thing. Mm-hmm. We've sent this message off. The first message, you made it simple. Everyone's fucking logging on. Yeah, everyone's there. They're, they're on their they're on their holophones. They're on their holophones. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, it comes out of your wrist and stuff. It's just a little hologram, and you I, just move your fingers to fucking do. I shit. would have thought it would be, you know, in the back of your retinas, like oh, it could it's be just an too. implant in the middle of your head. Yeah, maybe it is an implant. Maybe you stand there and suddenly the head goes back a little bit, and then you just you're in the zone. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, the whole world, right? Mm. 73.2 billion of us. Yes. <laughs> right? In Tassie. All Eurasians. Yes. We're all there ready to go. Speaking, and I believe they say that the the modern language will end up being, if there's a one, one language for the whole mm. nation, it will be um, Singlish, like a, a mix Singlish, of- Singlish, I like that. Yeah, uh, South, like a, an English-Asian hybrid, a very much like Firefly. Oh, okay. Only a bit more Asian. Yeah, right. Because yeah. of just simply because of the demographic and the population sure. of the world, that will be the more adopted thing. Yeah. Anyway, carry yeah. on. So anyway, so we've sent off hey Ten Daryls. How you doing? <laughs> yep. So and, everyone, and everyone's waiting. <laughs> everyone's waiting. It's a big moment. It comes back. And all you get back is here's your wire. <laughs> Which means of course all right. Yeah. In Singlish? Of course. The letdown of that moment. Because, I mean, then we're going to send another message back. <laughs> <laughs> How do you follow that up? You're right, um, it's gone. Oh, so, it was going, you know, like, anything new? <laughs> like, What's that? Met anyone lately? Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, this is the great, 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 great grandchildren of the people who got on the fucking shuttle who have sent this message back but surely here we don't go don't call me Shirley <laughs> surely yes based on current technology there must be a way to be able to just send a message and for it to just appear 
Well, it's travelling at the speed of fucking light. Yeah, no, but so for instance, we've got technology now where I can send a text message. Yeah, but sound doesn't And someone travel. on the other side of the planet yes. can get it straight away, basically. Which is only a few thousand kilometres. Yeah, but this is on current tech now. Yeah. Using a measly smartphone. A measly smartphone, <laughs> which has got about a thousand times the technology it was to put fucking Armstrong up in space in the first place. Exactly. So we move forward another century. Yeah, but the thing is, they don't. They're stranded with the equipment they left with. That's a solid point, isn't it? They don't have the R&D in space that we have on Earth. They've got fucking whoever the astronauts are. Let's just say you put 50 people on a fucking space shuttle because you're going to have to keep the gene pool alive. You're going to have to have scientists, engineers, rocket scientists, podcasters, you and I going, you know... Everyone's there. Footballers. Footballers. Because we know what happened not long ago when football stopped. Exactly. The world went mad. And you're going to need some sort of entertainment and news. What's happening today? Oh, nothing. But bring a footballer. Fucking everything's <laughs> happening. <laughs> that who, works. Was it? who played for... We have to get an old footballer. Who was the one that played for bloody Carlton? Jezelenko. No, not Jezelenko. <laughs> Uh, not Brereton, no. Um, Bradley? Craig Bradley? No? No. Is it Craig Bradley? Is that right? Um, Kernahan. No, Steve Kernahan. Probably young, newer than that. Lee Kernahan. Didn't play for Carlton, but entertaining. Lee Kernahan played for Carlton. And did... Um, how Brendan Fraser. No, not Brendan. Brendan Favola. Oh, Favola. Fev. Yeah, right. I, fuck. I was going way back into people that you mattered. You really were. <laughs> I'm like... Jezelenko! <laughs> I thought you were after a big name. If I wanted a big name, I'd go Robert Dippier Domenico. That's a fucking long yeah, name. But Dibble was Hawthorne. Yeah, I know, but if you wanted a big name. <laughs> yeah, the, true, big name, yeah. True. yeah. <laughs> Silvani! There you go, that's a big Carlton name. True. Uh, but no, I was thinking of uh, Brendan Favola. Right. Like, he's going to entertain you, run a couple of clinics, he will keep you amused in space. This is as long true. As, as long as there's an open bar. <laughs> Well, there's the thing. You're going to have to take on a craft brewery. Or we're going to have to do prison hooch. Yeah. Or, or maybe we just wait until we actually have what they have in Star Trek, where you just press a couple of buttons or you say... Oh, tea, Earl Grey, Earl Grey. hot. Thank you. <laughs> and it comes out that. Tea, Earl Grey, hot. Yeah, it's like, great. I'm going to be asking, you know... I do find it interesting, though, that in that futuristic time, mm. you still like to speak in broken English. Can I have a... Hot Earl Grey tea. Well, no. Ah, see, I can explain that. <laughs> okay, right. Okay. Whilst we had the technology to futurism with the South Road Boys. Yeah, exactly. No, whilst we have the technology to be able to make those things that just materialise, mm-hmm. there has to be a, in my opinion, a standardised command prompt. With all computer programming, there's a standard computer computerized programming, you know, prompt, the way you have to do it. So instead of having to recognize your speech pattern, my, like, give me a fucking cuppa, is not going to be on Star Trek. I fully understand where you're coming from, and I fully understand your logic. I'm and maybe to, the computer has to go, oh, what am I after? I'm after tea. Oh, what type of tea? Earl Grey. How do you want it? Hot. I'm also going to break that logic now completely apart. Ah, shit. Um, <laughs> in another Star Trek show, which is only just after that, mm. there was a holographic doctor. Yes. Who can converse with people normally and have personalities. He didn't have to have certain commands to understand what was going on. No, because so, he had an AI interface. 
<laughs> he wasn't a fucking dumb tea maker. <laughs> <laughs> dumb tea maker. <laughs> he was the Daryl of computers. Well, okay, look, and this is not shitting on people who are in the food service industry. But one would suggest oh, that the go. programming that goes into making oh, things that do saying, food Joe. service careful. is going to be slightly different, careful. as is the education level of people who are doing food service is not as great or as high as someone who is a medical physician. You don't have to go and do four years at university to be a Subway sandwich artist. Well, not if you're a hologram. You can upload the program. And the program would still have the same basis that could be used. Could be, doesn't mean it was. Probably was, though. No, because it's a fucking doctor. It's going to be all little, eh, need to be a bit more fancy. Yeah, I need to be personal bedside manner. Like most people that serve coffee. Um. <laughs> <laughs> bedside manner needs to have it. I just think tech is going to be better. You know what? Oh, maybe it was specifically programmed that way so that when people were walking past, going, fuck, I could smash a hamburger. Like, so the hamburgers didn't automatically appear. Like, so I wouldn't be confused in ordinary conversation. Yeah, no, I can get the logic in that one. So you needed to say it in a yeah. certain way so you yep. didn't accidentally activate Siri. <laughs> How can Fair I help goal. you, Joe? What? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so we're going, to take a, we're going to take some food then. Oh, yeah, something you Obviously. can grow, though. Yeah, that's right, because we're not going to have our, our machines that will just go, give me a Big Mac. Yeah, it's well, not going to happen. Wish, though. So we've got to do that. Um, so you know what else we're going to have to take with us, don't you? Tell me. Sex robots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or instead of a non to bring us back to the sex robot. I understand. But instead yeah. of a non-reproducing robot, mm-hmm. you could have sex with some of the people on the fucking ship to make sure you've got crew for the next generation. That's the idea of taking a gene pool that's deep enough that you can actually have a... An ongoing crew, yeah, so that when in four and a half, you know, hundred thousand light just years, destroy my sex robot freaking fantasy. I'm not saying you can't Again. have one, mate. I'm not Again. saying you can, I'm not saying you can't have one. Maybe you'll have a hollow deck though. Well, that's true. too. Is that the same? So as that, a- yeah, it's not bad. But the idea of a sex <laughs> yeah. robot is the danger. <laughs> <laughs> what? That it can malfunction and turn on you like a, totally a T one thousand. Come with me if you want to leave. <laughs> Wouldn't that be shit? We've organised sex robots, but unfortunately, the only ones we could find were from the Terminator set, and they all look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You'll come again. <laughs> yeah, come with me if you want to live. Yeah, it's, a, it's not a tumor. <laughs> so, actually, it's a serious question then. <laughs> so I've got to break away from that because it's just going to get silly. And, and, and as most people that listen know, we're a serious podcast. Hard-hitting, yeah. serious podcast. But imagine, this would be an interesting experiment, right? Okay. If you could send a crew of, say, let's expand it a bit, a crew of a thousand people. That's probably a better gene pool. Right, a thousand if people. If I'm honest, yeah. yeah. A thousand people. We're even going to put some gingers in there. Mm. We're going to scoot them off, and we're going to send them away for a hundred years. <laughs> You've got to pick on someone. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have the bottom of the totem somewhere. <laughs> Token ginge. Everyone's on the on this ship. They're flying up. They're taking off, and they're all so excited. What's your and job? Someone, I'm the ginge. Someone said, "Fuck!" I'm like what? What's wrong? I said, "I thought this is going to be a lot of fun. No one fucking told me Ed Sheeran was going to be on this scene." <laughs> Go away, girl. 
Fuck off, Ed. <laughs> you rang her. <laughs> when they said it was going to be the A team, yeah. I was thinking, well, like Hannibal, not Ed Sheeran. <laughs> but you send a thousand people off, right? Yep. For a century, for a hundred years. Yep. Uh, we're going to call the ship the Bradman. Oh, I love that. Because it's going to get back just under a hundred years. Okay, the 90, 90. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be early. And then it comes back. Mm. Wouldn't it be interesting to see the difference in humanity from that thousand you've sent away? to the people that are still back home to see what direction both took. Or now, maybe you send two thousands off. <laughs> two one thousands. Two one thousands. Not three one thousands. No, two one thousands. Two one thousands, okay. Yep. And then when they come back, compare the two. Oh, a real, you know, this is a... A real social experiment. Okay. And then work out why they would have changed and how much they've changed. Riddle me this, brother. Mm. Have you seen Big Brother? <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you think that you're coming up with something new, but they have monetized this, and it basically ends up with a turkey slap. <laughs> That's bunny ears, butt wiggles. Okay. Number one, I'm just going to put Love Island. I'm going to put this, you know, sausage and potatoes on the table. <laughs> As a point of honour, Your Honour. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen the latest Big Brother. Okay. I'm just going to put that out there. Have you seen any Big Brother? I've seen the early ones way, way, way back. Yeah, back in the day. Okay. So I get what you're saying. But as an actual social experiment, it would be very interesting to see how different we would be in different environments. Yeah, I think that you'll find that if we actually had a Daryl to do any research has probably already been done on a certain scale. Mm. Now, taking into account that you're going to find that you're two 1,000s, are you going to be sending one 1,000 is basically the cast of the Jersey Shore and the Cardassians oh. and Love Island? We could definitely send them away. Yeah, and Love Island. And the other one is going to be the world's brightest, smartest people. Like people who have been screened extensively who were going to make good ethical decisions, who are going to be really fucking smart, who want only good things. Whereas you've got the other 1,000 who are just looking at, I'm going to go to space for the Insta photos. <laughs> I'm going to be a space influencer. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be a space influencer. There you go. <laughs> Influers in space. Oh, thanks on that as a show. Okay. Well, let's, let's up the ante then. Oh, double we've down. Got, we've got tech, right? This is in the future, but we've got tech. Because we can't just build a ship to house a thousand people and send it off a hundred years now. It's going to take a while to get rid- to that point. 2021. Okay, right, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> That's our COVID evacuation plan. Exactly. Yeah. So, we clone the people we've got on the first thousand to oh. be completely the same as the people on the second thousand. Yes. Send them in separate directions. Question. Yep. Are we disregarding any issues with cloning and they are going to just be a perfect re- replica with no degradation and perfect replica. Okay, done. Because okay. we have the tech. Oh, it's 2021, no, fuck man. this. Easy. We find a thousand set of twins. Oh, that'd be easy. Half actually, go on be. this boat, half go on that boat. It actually would be. I wonder how, that's an interesting one. Let me... Oh, they do twin conventions everywhere. I want to know how many twins there are in the world. Oh, there'd be heaps. And would it be interesting to see which twins hooked up with the other twins? How many twins? And the first thing that comes up is how many twins are there in the world? One percent. Oh, this is going to be amazing. One percent? Oh, hang on, let me take a guess. If there are seven, what, seven wow. billion people in the planet? I'm going to say 
two million eight hundred sixty-five thousand four hundred twenty-three. <laughs> As a guess, can I please ask your reasoning for this number? Like, what what allowed you to deduce this number suddenly and come up with that one? Can you repeat the number for me again? Just so I get right. I didn't write it down the first time. Because obviously you've thought about this. Okay. Yeah. I think I said 2,800,423. No we near it. Oh, and a big shout out to every roadie who has gone back 15 seconds, back 30 seconds to see whether or not Joe remembered the right number. <laughs> Whilst listening to this podcast. Ah. Uh, Oh, righto. Um, if you did that, you're a bigger idiot than I am. Can I just say, without actually working out the actual total, 32 out of every 1,000 people is a twin. Oh, okay. So that's actually, that's higher than what I expected. 32 out of 1,000? Yeah. The so twins. three out of 100? Yeah, roughly. 3%. So it's, it's roughly 3%, which is actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Three in every 1,000 births are identical twins. Oh, three in every 1,000. How the fuck does that work? Well, no, because you have... <laughs> Wouldn't it be four or two? No, births. Okay, yeah, righto. They classify two babies as, as one birth. Yep, no, that's fair. And it's a fucking average. Like, they're not going <laughs> one, two... So it's saying, so six out of every... Yeah, so six out of every... 1,032 people mm. are identical twins, which is basically 0.6%. There you go. There you go. And um, and for those who are wanting to know, uh, the African country of Benin yes. has the highest average of twinning. <laughs> twinning! <laughs> That's the there marketing you know. campaign. Charlie Sheen. Twinning! twinning. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, okay. So, you, all right. I'll give you the premise that you've got, because it was your... Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're back to it. All yeah. right. You've got one twins, one twins. They're all normal, non-Kardashian people who... They said to be identical twins. Absolutely identical. Not just twins. Not just regular, tw- no. not boy twin, girl twin. We're talking. Not Daryl and Darren. We want two Daryls. Two Daryls that two when Darryl. you stand them next to each other. Two Karens. Definitely got to be some Karens. Fucking chuck a Karen <laughs> in there or two. But when you stand them next to each other, most people can never tell them apart. Not even their parents. Yep. Not even themselves. They don't even know which one they are. They call each other mirror. Yeah. <laughs> hey, me. <laughs> hey, me. <laughs> what am I up to? <laughs> How am I feeling today? <laughs> Squishy. <laughs> um, yeah, so where, where were you up there? No, that was you. Oh, so we're back to me? Yeah. Right, cool. So we sent them off. Yep. And then it's a case of, okay, how do they come back after 100 years? Dead. What are the differences? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's been 120 years. <laughs> At least. <laughs> Not actually them. Oh, they're, they're, they're chidlins. They're, they're they're society. Green, they're, okay, yep. Yeah. How does society shift when you've got the identical elements? Mm. I mean, different things can happen, of course. Mm. But I just think it'd be really interesting. And unfortunately, 
I, I can't clone. Mm-hmm. I don't have a ship to put a thousand people on. And I'm not going to be here in a hundred years tonight. It doesn't <laughs> mean it isn't interesting. Well, but maybe by that time... Um, Aging will be nothing. Well, we won't age, but they might. Now, I'm trying to remember the name of the show because there was a TV show that basically said, did you watch Ascension? No, I don't think so. Spoilers. Roadies, fucking spoilers, spoilers. We love spoiling the shit out of things. Okay, let me read you the authoritative source on Ascension. Wikipedia. Ascension of was course. a 2014 space fiction mystery drama. And seriously, roadies, I, re- I love the shit out of it. I thought it was great. I thought it was an awesome premise. Which aired in, C- C- in Canada um, on the Sci-Fi Channel in the United States. It consisted of uh, six 43-minute episodes. Um, basically, what the, the plot was... I've lost the plot. <laughs> the premise of the show was that in 1963, President John F. Kennedy and the U.S. government, fearing a Cold War would escalate and lead to the destruction of Earth, launched the Ascension, an Orion-class spaceship, Orion-class, mm-hmm. to colonize a planet orbiting uh, Proxima Centauri, which is the closest star to us, 4.3 light years away. Um assuring the survival of the human race. The USS Ascension is a massive, self-sustaining generation ship, because that's what we're looking for, a generational ship. Mm-hmm. The journey will take about 100 years. So only the children and grandchildren and the original crew of 600 would be alive when they arrive. The story begins 51 years into their journey, i.e. the present, and as they approach the point of no return. Because that's the whole thing. Like, we're about to go past, it's closer to go there than yep. what it is to come back. When the ship would um, flip and begin the dissension to their final destination, after which they would have insufficient fuel to initiate a return trip. This is factually incorrect, as the point would occur around the 25-year mark, as given the, thr- the fixed thrust, the ship would need to turn and spend 25 years decelerating to stop before spending 50 years on the back trip worth. People anyway. at science get in the way of a good story. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the action begins when the mysterious murder of a young woman, the first homicide since the ascension was launched. Oh. Mm. And I will read no more for those roadies who All want right. to... Uh, I can tell you if you want. I can tell you the whole story if you like. No, but not just in case. I might want to watch it. It really is good. But that's how it Did it end properly or did it end on a cliffhanger? Uh, No, I think it it ended, but it could have gone more. Okay. Well, look, I'm thinking what we might do then when when we build our little community vessel. Ascension Part 2. We'll actually actually call it Ascension Part 2. Yeah. Hmm. Could be the kiss of death, though. Could it, though? Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Let's not do that, then. Let's just call it Daryl 1 and Daryl 2. two. <laughs> D1, D2. <laughs> Get in the D! <laughs> I uh, just, I, I must admit, though, on a, a serious note, social okay. experiments like that, that you see maybe some docos done and so forth, I do find really intriguing. But that's part of how they do, my understanding is, that's how they decide who's going to go on, say, the International Space Station or whatever, or on prolonged space journeys. They put them in a in a made-up or manufactured environment somewhere in the Mojave Desert or somewhere, and you have to live as an astronaut in this environment. 
yeah. and you're only around two or three people. Yep. And you like, see what your it. stresses are like and all that kind of thing. Exactly. And they, mm. they, they basically try and simulate as best possible what it would be like to be separated from the earth. But and the thing is, it's not even just separated from the earth. I mean, you are you're in a small enclosure, basically. Mm. Um, you could actually go completely bonko crazy. Oh, batshit crazy! Because you can't get out. Yeah, and if you suddenly get in your brain, I want to get out. Um, that's not a good door to open. Yeah, but I think though that's why they run these little mini programs mm. before you get. Oh yeah, to the no, big I realize that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's just. Um, it's a little bit like uh, when they're signing up as a tourist. We'll be able to jump on these little planes. We'll be able to go up into space and yeah, just yeah. cruise around for a bit, you know, and all that and kind of stuff. And come back down again. I mean, that's great. Because you get to come back down. But what happens if you get that one person that's like, I don't want to be up here. But that happens on planes all the time. Yeah, I know, but you can shoot them. That's okay. Why can't you shoot them in space? Because it's more dangerous in space. Well, stab them. Yeah, you know, you know the one good thing though? In what? space, no one can hear you scream. Oh, well done. So that's good. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's more like... Yeah. In the air? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not good. No. no. That's why you go to space to kill someone, because it's quiet. True. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if one of the ships we send off, one of the Darrells, gets an alien on it. And oh. I'm talking alien is in like, you know, the... Sigourney actual, Weaver. Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. Aliens. Yeah, the bitches back. Sort yeah. Of aliens. Yeah. And then you got one lot comes back full of aliens. And the other lot part comes alien, back. Part alien, part human. Hybrids. There you go. Yeah, and the other ones come back more like hippies just wanting peace <laughs> and fun. And they're all playing violins and... Fucking toasters because they've all had so <laughs> bloody sex robots. Because unfortunately the sex robots were all put in one container and only went to one ship and the other <laughs> ship didn't get their quota of sex robots and they uh, all went mad. So I don't know. I don't know how to work out. I don't think it's going to happen. Not in our time. But see, the thing is it's multi-generational. So, yeah. and the other thing is they say- Unless that, we live longer. Unless we live longer. But the other thing is they say if you're born in space, that's it. You can never come back to Earth. Really? Yeah, because the gravity will kill you. That's oh, why- But isn't but aren't we living in artificial gravity? Have you seen any footage of the International Space no, Station? No, no, I'm not talking about the space station. I'm talking about oh, on when our we ship. create our Darrells. Oh, yeah, on D1 or D2. Yeah, I mean, that would essentially be artificial gravity. We'd have to. Because you can't be flapping around like a beached halibut. And they can still create artificial gravity at the space station as well. Can they? Surely. Surely they've got a situation, haven't they? I where... don't think they do. No? Is it just ungravitized all the time? Zero gravity. Huh. Zero okay. G. I thought they still had a system where they could actually, I don't know, do whatever it is so the coffee cup falls down to the ground. Maybe it's just movies. <laughs> Maybe it's, I think you've just seen too much cinema. I think the only thing they you know, do... You, you shut the airlock, bang, turn the gravity back on. <laughs> pff, there you go. Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little button next to the front door. Gravity on, gravity yeah, like off, gravity on, gravity off. They're having a wee and it's like, this, this beautiful little trail of urine and it's all funny until the gravity comes back on. <laughs> Splash. And then your mum's on the ground underneath it. <laughs> I'm trying to stop weighing on me. Oh, then. He's turned the gravity on again. <laughs> what are we doing in a bloody spaceship? We're in our 70s for crying out loud. <laughs> I don't know. Got to, got to grow me martyrs, Merle. <laughs> I think I just watch way too many movies. Yeah, I think the only thing, because I know that this, the the astronauts have to use exercise equipment up there, like True. a bike or whatever. And then I think yeah. there was one thought that they could use like a centrifugal force 
to make a centrifuge yeah, that okay. goes around, and yep. then that creates a simulated gravity yeah. environment, which would help. But I think you're going to have to invent. I think that's the first thing. If we're going to have a Daryl launched into space, they are going to have to have artificial gravity mm. so that the multi-generational Daryls that came off that ship don't just collapse under yeah, the weight otherwise you're just going to floaty, floaty people. Or they'd be pancakey, pancakey. Mm. Gravity would really bring them down, man. <laughs> to be feeling a bit flat. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like a wombat in the Highlands. <laughs> oh. oh, I don't think we needed to go there. No, <laughs> mind you, I realised peace wombat. I realised um, since we've spoken, uh, no, last week we went the family trip. Yep, went to a family trip down to Hobart. Mm-hmm. And that was lovely. It was really, really good. We decided that we'd been, you know, all a bit COVID-y and we'd want to get out and do something before school holidays, fins and stuff like that. So we went down the, the main highway down to Hobart and we spent a Through the of, Midlands. Through the, through the Midlands Highway. We sort of some friends in Campbelltown, which was awesome. Um, and then spent a couple of holiday, you know, a couple of days bumming around Hobart. And I decided that I was going to turn into my stepfather and I wasn't going to drive home the same way I drove down. Mm-hmm. So I said, let's go up past the Great Lakes. It's a good road now. And my wife went, I don't think so. You know, how long extra is that going to take? I went, "Uh aha, it's two minutes quicker. That's what the map says. Google Maps says that, and the Google wouldn't lie to me. No. What (laughs) What we didn't factor in is there's not as many townships along the way for stopping. And when you've got two young children... You make a couple of extra stops. Oh, do you? What, yeah, stop, you do. Stop for a wee or... Stop for a wee, stop for a drink, yep. stop to stretch the legs, you know, all that kind of stop stuff. Stop to tell them to stop screaming. Exactly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> um, so we did our stop at Bothwell. <laughs> I could not imagine you <laughs> telling your kids, with your wife there, to <laughs> shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. <laughs> I think the look from all three of them at you would be like, what in the world is happening here? Kids, say goodbye to your father. <laughs> <laughs> he's walking home and you'll never see him again. Yes. I think it's probably the next thing that would have happened. <laughs> it's been fun. Anyway, it's been it's been a blast. Yeah. Anyway, so we went past Ratho, went past Bothwell, and we drove and pretty much we've all decided, except for me, that no one liked that trip. It was a bit windy. It was a bit <laughs> It's just trees and a lake, Dad. Like what? <laughs> I actually really enjoy that road, though. I thoroughly enjoyed it, too. Maybe we need to do a Highland trip unless, together. Unless you come across a, Bring a your wombat own massacre. <laughs> well, if we pack a spork, we'll be fine. Yeah. You know what? The world's better with a spork in it. It is. Maybe that's what you should do. I reckon you could find potential astronauts for the Darrells who live currently in the Highlands. They're used to a bit of ice, Their world hasn't changed yeah, under COVID. It's just no. like... No, I don't whatever. Know. There is another world. Exactly. Well, <laughs> you know what? Though? I was just thinking then, and this is a conversation for another podcast. Oh, really? Is it that long? And I, because I know where our conversations <laughs> go. Probably. I think if we can remember this, and we never remember anything, yeah, um, we can do this next week. Okay. What would we put into a South Road Boys show bag? Oh fuck, that'd be awesome. Because I'm just putting straight up there. Yeah, spork, spork. <laughs> And I reckon a South Road Boys show bag. That'd be the go. Okay. Well, if we can w- think about it, if we can remember it. Well, I will remember it because I'm going to do the edit. 
And when I remember and I, it... I'll remember it too because I'll listen to it again before I do the description. There you go. So we have a week to come yeah. up with what we would put in a South Road Boys, Boys show bag, show bag <laughs> for our own amusement. You know, things that were maybe talked about or mentioned. Or... Can I tell you right now, roadies, it's going to have to be a very big show bag for Troy to fit in his sex doll. <laughs> sex robot, sorry. Yeah, but sex dolls are right. Yeah. You can inflate them. Exactly. <laughs> One's got a hole in it. It's supposed to go down on you. It's one no. of those. Remember you used to get those? Oh, once again. We'll anyway, we'll talk week. about it next yeah. week. But before we do, roadies, if you are listening to this, you have... Love it, you just shut me down. One week. <laughs> One week, yes. You have one week to put in your trades for Celebrity Deadpool 2020. There's been a few come through. There has. Some dubious changes. Mm. But at the end of July, when the bell doth toll 12, that is it. It yes. is all over Red Rover. Trade month, trade period has finished. Yep, exactly. So make sure you play Die July. Die July. <laughs> With us. And get your trades in. Oh, excellent. And maybe, maybe you might even try and surpass the current leader, whoever that Don't person. know who that would be. Me. Yeah. Um, I've heard he's an arsehole. Oh, I know he is. Yeah. And, and I've heard that he's bragging profusely. <laughs> he's got the tattoo. The lead. He's got the tattoo. <laughs> Temple 2020 winner on his ankle. No, already. <laughs> oh, that would be funny. Would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> No, but I've actually just got Deadpool 2020 halfway point leader. <laughs> halfway point leader. Because <laughs> I don't want to back myself too just much. In case. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's what you do. You write Deadpool 2020 winner, and then when you don't win, you have to write at June. At <laughs> <laughs> June. June. Anyway, roadies, thanks for joining in to help us. Yep, get the trades in. Yep. Listen and- next week to what's in a show bag. Exactly, because I think that's going to be a cracker. Yep. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> anyway, you wish. I'm Joe. I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are.